Tuning Into Consciousness Radio reveals a mystic's viewpoint on personal growth and transformation. Albert, a seasoned broadcaster, and Mata, internationally acclaimed master healer, teacher, and multi-award winning author, explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. They candidly talk about things most people shy away from, discussing our struggles with anger, jealousy, sex, insecurity, self-loathing, and fear of death. They discuss the meaning of awakening and what we need to do to transform our shadow and find the light of our true being. Through her compassionate guidance, Mata answers questions regarding your personal challenges with specific suggestions on how you too can heal into consciousness. And now, here are your hosts, Albert and Mata. Welcome to Healing in the Consciousness Radio. My name is Albert. Hello, and I'm Mata. And uh, we are back once again um, with another episode, Mata. Mm -hmm. Uh, This topic, another one that is very, very close to my heart. Speaking of, uh, the last time I think we left you, the listener, was when I had just did uh, or finished a mini DHM, Dalian Healing Method, on the air on the topic of self-esteem and a mystic's point of view of self-esteem last week, which we were talking about. And in the process of the conversation, Mata, you had hit a bullseye target in my heart area, which really uh, rattled me. It was like uh, getting an uh, an inside napalm bomb that really connected to to this. That really connected me to this old wound that I have in in my heart chakra area. And and here we are talking about relationships. And I remember we've also had Jesse uh, online, too, who was talking about uh, people's astro charts. And he described my chart as having, uh, I sort of came into this reincarnation, if you will, Mona, with a belief or, or some kind of baggage from another lifetime that relationships were to be a burden for me, kind of like a ball and chain. And this is something that I've been struggling with and and. I, I think it's true that we mirror whatever is inside of us. We mirror the, the universe existence reality, the earth and its circumstances mirrors back to us. And this wound that you identified last week on my behalf, which was that nobody loves me. Uh, I'm all alone. This is something that I subconsciously carry in or have carried into the relationships that I've had uh, in the course of being an adult human being. And so I'm very glad that today we'll have at least a mystic's point of view on what a relationship is. Well, I mean, first of all, you need to realize that when you have a um, a conclusion about such as nobody loves me and relationships are a burden, basically this means that Somewhere deep down, what you need to see is that you are still wanting to find fulfillment in somebody else or somebody you're hoping that somebody else can fulfill you. And that's why when you never get that met and the life is such that obviously we're here to learn to find our own inner truth, our own inner being and be comfortable with our aloneness. So when you're continually look outside for fulfillment you obviously come up with the conclusion that 
nobody loves me and relationships are a burden. So if you understand that, then the right place to look will be to understand why do you need for someone else to fulfill your needs? Because it's impossible, really. If you, if you look at it, we all come alone, we all go alone. And what we do while we're here on this planet, help each other to find our eternal being. And this is what the relationships are there teaching us. So no matter how short, how long, how passionate a relationship may last in the course of a lifetime, in essence, what or why we have the relationship is for that other person to mirror something in us. Is that correct? That's, that's exactly right. Like uh, Oscar Wilde said, and I really love the way he put it, he said, the world is like a looking glass and gives back to every man the reflection of his own face. And this is what relationships do in a very uh, beautiful way. They mirror back the areas within ourselves that we're unconscious and we need to become conscious of. Wow. Uh, so this is what they show us about ourselves. Uh, well, it's a broad subject, obviously, and there's a lot of... Um, maybe we can we can start addressing some of the questions I know that people have been sending. And as as we go through those questions, I'll be able to perhaps more directly bring in some perspective for contemplation. Right. And uh, we should mention that if you have any kind of uh, a direct issue in which you want uh, Mata to uh, speak or address... There's that handy-dandy uh, toll-free number at 1-800-930-2819. That's 1-800-930-2819. And uh, also the text uh, or the instant messages that we're getting on the Transformation uh, Talk Radio uh, homepage, uh, people can go there. And, um, yeah, we do have a few questions as I, as I look here at the queries I think you 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 kind of answered a, a couple in one one shot there. As a mystic, what's your take on soul relationships? Like you know, my soul partner or soul partners. How do you feel about that? Um, uh, soulmate, yeah. Soul, yeah, this soulmate. Is, uh, this is something that many people dream of, and actually, some of the things that I'm going to say might be a little bit shocking. This whole idea, um, first of all, let's understand what is a soulmate. A soulmate is someone whose soul is vibrating, resonating on the same frequency. So ultimately, the, the longing for a soulmate ultimately is the longing for inner balance, the longing for balancing our own inner male and female energies. But because it is difficult, life is an interactive phenomena. We live, we cannot really live without sharing and interacting. So we're all here in this big classroom called the planet Earth, learning about ourselves, learning about how to become conscious, how to balance our energies. So there's that longing to find that inner balance. Now the core of that longing is actually to find the the oneness with the whole existence. So when we long for a mate or a partner, 
where we can have that experience of oneness, we very often forget that this experience in a relationship is only to give us a little taste of what is possible to be achieved with the whole universe. And what we do mistakenly, we get attached to the experience and we want more of that experience. And as a result, forget the whole journey that we're here actually to learn to transform. And then another thing that happens collectively, which is actually to our detriment, is all the fairy tale stories about the Cinderella and the prince and you know, uh, the the living happily ever after, all those stories are like a deep hypnosis within, within our psyche that unconsciously we want to have that kind of a story for ourselves. And this is where we also go wrong. And, and a lot of suffering happens as a result of that, that hypnosis that is so deeply ingrained. And instead of us looking at a possibility of what can I do for myself to feel fulfilled within myself, we always look outside that somebody else is going to come and save me. Right, but on the journey of life, partnering with someone, it makes things easier. But then it seems to me that in the course of of all this, somewhere you have to draw a line or a line is drawn, right? Well, if two people, let's let's say two people are resonating on the same vibration in their soul. In other words, they both have enough consciousness to understand that life is temporary and they're both here to learn and do the best. Uh, then they can help each other in their individual journeys, then a a beautiful relationship is possible. But when you expect someone else to come and save you or someone else come and fulfill what's missing and lacking inside yourself, this is where the relationship will go sour. Okay. We are talking about uh, relationships, in particular a, a mystic's point of view. You're listening to Healing in the Consciousness Radio. Uh, you can go to Montedalian's website at montedalian.com. We're also uh, found on Facebook if you go to Healing Into Consciousness uh, Radio. And uh, you can uh, like us on Facebook. We have more to talk about this very interesting, very passionate subject. And uh, we'll be back when we return right here on Transformation Talk Radio and Healing Into Consciousness Radio. I'm Albert with Mata. like reading personal development books and would appreciate receiving additional guidance from the author, this unique gift is for you. When you purchase the book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, and the No Yes Active Meditation CD, you can register for a free teleclass with Eliza Matadalian, which will give you an opportunity to ask your questions and receive personal guidance on how to find your inner joy and live your life more fully. Visit HealingIntoConsciousness.com for details. 
The In Search of the Miraculous three-day workshop at the Omega Institute from July 29th to the 31st can change your life. Learn how to identify and erase your unconscious programs. Experience the quick and profound results of the revolutionary self-healing Dalian method. And fast-forward your healing journey into consciousness with direct individual guidance from Mata. To register for this life-changing workshop with Eliza Mata Dalian at the Omega Institute, visit the calendar of events at DalianMethod.com. Consciousness Radio with uh, Albert and Mata. That was uh, Little Moby and Why Does My Heart Feel So Bad, which is available on iTunes. And uh, just like us, Healing into Consciousness Radio can be found for free uh, on iTunes. Uh, this is Albert. I'm in conversation with uh, a modern-day mystic, Eliza Mata Dalian, who um, happens to know a thing or two about relationships you know, I was just thinking back on, a, on an interview I did with you a long time ago in which, Mada, I asked you to define consciousness. And um, you said that consciousness is an awareness of oneself, a complete self-awareness, and uh, that it's only through self-awareness uh, where we become present and authentic without living a mind-generated story. And I think when it comes to relationship, even when it comes to sex, a lot of us are in the spell, if you will, of a movie of some kind in, in which we think the other person is going to do this and vice versa. And there's a great euphoria when these two human beings are coming together and then when things crash, there's such a hurt and there's such a pain. And I think what I got from you, Mata, was the sense of the the misrepresentation that goes along w with relationships. And that's why we, we have the pain. And if we would just sort of look at it as a, a wonderful opportunity, we wouldn't get into these kind of hurtful situations. Is that correct? Well, the pain is there because your expectations haven't been met. And also um, because you don't understand that the, the true possibility of finding fulfillment is through finding yourself. So most people actually don't like to do that work. And therefore, if you don't want to do the work, you're going to be disappointed over and over and over and over again and then make a conclusion about life that life is really hard and nobody loves me and I can't celebrate, I can't live my life joyfully. And then what you do, you just spread those kind of vibrations of uh, doom and gloom. And that's why collectively there, it, th th there's so much pain with regards to relationships that, that we're all sinking under that pain and, and just to even think about celebration or, or enjoying ourselves becomes very, very difficult. And then what happens also, most of the time, people mistakenly try to fulfill or not, not to feel the pain by 
being attracted to sex and focusing on sex. And sex obviously gives you that temporary respite, but ultimately you're back with yourself. The moment is gone and suddenly the the valley becomes even deeper. You start feeling that sense of being alone and lonely even more. The trick is to understand that you are alone and everything is temporary. But in order to come to that understanding and feel at home with it, you need to start doing the inner work. You need to start understanding yourself. Wow. I I don't know. I don't think you intentionally were talking about me, but I just have to say that you were talking about me, (laughs) what you just said. Um, I know... Even like, you know, I've gone to a few astrologers and Jesse Carliner, who we had as a guest, was a wonderful, was a wonderful example of his work in soul mission astrology. And I learned from him that, and it's all reflected in my chart because a little, you know, with a little astro parlance, I have Saturn in my fifth house, which is all about learning to go within and and learning that I'm not going to get whatever I'm after outside, but the journey is one of going inside for myself. And as I mentioned this past week, it was so hard because what I find, you know, in order to be in love, in order to have a really fulfilling relationship, you you have to be coming from the heart. But when you have a wound in your heart and you just don't want to go there. And and I was in, in a way forced to go to this place that, that, I really wasn't comfortable sitting with and and it was it was hard for me just to be with this because I I know you would agree that you have to start somewhere and that's accepting where you are in terms of your values and in terms of what you actually believe to be or or not to be right well yes and also understanding that watching to see how you tend to avoid pain how you tend to avoid feeling. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Um, Because unless you start start seeing that you're avoiding to feel the pain, you're avoiding to meet yourself face-to-face, you will not be able to, to learn the lessons. The only way to learn something is to look straight at at it as an observer, as a scientist. And Saturn, obviously is the greatest teacher and many people don't like Saturn but Saturn is is a kind of a planet that says well we want to we love you enough that we want you to transform and and find liberation therefore you have to stick to this what we're giving you Uh, you have to look at your pain you have to feel it and this is the only way to transform pain there's no other way to transform if we try to sugarcoat it or try to avoid it and try to look somewhere else we can never transform it and you need to look at your history and see how many times you have actually avoided to feel the pain yeah how many times have you tried to cover it up with other ideas or trying to divert your attention from feeling what's in your heart and feeling your wound and trying to to um, cover it up with with uh, alcohol or sex or uh, going to the movies or having a pizza so all these things are very important to to observe because otherwise 
Who is going to find you? Only you can find yourself. Well, that's right. That's right. Uh, if I can share something with the listener, you're doing an online course right now. And I can't believe you're in the third week already of, of eight Sundays. And, you know, I learned this about four years ago, but it's just starting to hit home for me in terms of how my emotions and my thoughts do a dance with each other. You know, this is all part of my ego, the wounded ego. And I have one of these wounded egos, if you can imagine a, a rain barrel just shot <laughs> with full, like a million bullet holes and, and water spewing out like one of those Italian fountains. That's my ego. And here I am and being forced to go into this, into this pain, which is like, yuck, it's just not fun at all. And I see how, you know, and then... To, to really complicate matters, to, to really put spice into it, um, there's the pleasure of, and, the, and the enjoyment of suffering, you know. That's and, and right. Just... And Albert, I think what uh, the reason you, you seem to be stuck is because you're not, really, you're not really wanting to come out of the pain. That's right. That's right. And this is, this is another thing very important to understand. Even though people see, uh, say, I, I want to be free, I, I don't want to feel this, I, I want to be free of pain, oftentimes, really, truly, they, they don't. Because there is a subtle, like you said, there's a subtle joy, there's a subtle enjoyment in, in pain. Because that creates a certain identity. And... At least you feel that I'm alive, that there's something that I'm enjoying. I have an identity. Because to let go of the pain, to to look at it and be willing to let it go, means that you are going to have to let go of that part of your identity. And that's very difficult because this is the clothes you've been wearing for so long. And it's it's hard to just drop those clothes. So existence is going to marinate me some more by letting me suffer until I'm absolutely fed up with it. No, actually, Albert, you're the one who chooses to suffer. This is what I'm trying to say. Uh, existence does not really do anything. Existence is very loving and compassionate and eternally patient. That's right. It's my responsibility. It's your own choice so and yes it is your responsibility so in order to come out of something you need to focus at the other side in other words you need to focus on what is what what are the positive times what are the times where you actually felt content within yourself by yourself where right. you did not need anyone. You need to start focusing on those times. Maybe it's when you were walking in nature, maybe when you were reading a book, maybe when uh, you were just sitting and meditating, or maybe you were just doing nothing and you were just happy being by yourself with yourself. You need to start focusing on those things because the part that feels I need someone to fulfill me is in the unconscious. It's the part of the unconscious that is like a program. It keeps running in your body without you being aware that it's running. So you right. need to divert your focus. So any relationship, any relationship has to first, above all, start with the relationship of self. That's right. Right. Okay. We'll talk more on this very fascinating passionate 
strong topic of relationship. You're listening to Healing in the Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Search of the miraculous three-day workshop at the Omega Institute from July 29th to the 31st can change your life. Learn how to identify and erase your unconscious programs. Experience the quick and profound results of the revolutionary self-healing Dalian method. And fast-forward your healing journey into consciousness with direct individual guidance from Mata. To register for this life-changing workshop with Eliza Mata Dalian at the Omega Institute, visit the calendar of events at DalianMethod.com. Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. We are talking about uh, a mystic's point of view uh, on relationships. And, and Mata, I was just thinking. I had this thought where, you know, there, there's a certain image that I have of myself as a man. Like, you know, there, there's a there maybe, you know, I, I'd like to think about or dwell upon sometimes, I'm saying, not all the time, but sometimes that, you know, I, I'm, I'm Mr. Studley. And, um, you know, I've got this kind of, uh, this whole movie or this kind of a scenario with me as a ladies' man. I mean, this is just in my head, of course. And then I'm just thinking, maybe I'm playing a role that, that I'm really not supposed to be playing. In reality, maybe there's a part of me that just wants to, because I want to find, there's a part of me that wants the truth. Uh, I, I, and and I'm just dis, d diverting myself. So what I'm trying to say is, is there are there some people that are just born to be in a relationship with themselves as opposed to a relationship with others? Do you know what I mean? Do relationships assist or prevent us from following our calling in that way? Well, every single person has their own journey, and every person's journey is unique. And what they need in order to become more conscious and, and to be free, each person's need is different. So what happens when we get caught up in the image that, uh, the social image that we're hypnotized with, then you completely get off track. You forget that my purpose here was to come and learn about myself so I could be free. And many people waste a lot of time and a lot of actually waste a whole lifetime missing the opportunity to become conscious. Ultimately, everything is about consciousness and relationships help and assist us to become conscious. But what happens when something does not go according to our expectations and we start blaming the other for what they're not fulfilling 
or for the desires within us that they're not fulfilling. This is where we create a lot of mess, both for ourselves, for the other, um, and for the environment. What we need to understand is, first of all, every relationship is somewhere is a blessing and it's helping you to see yourself. So instead of blaming, first of all, take, take the blame back and look inside yourself to see what's missing inside you that you need to fulfill, that you want the other to fulfill and start fulfilling that yourself. Once you start doing that, then your relationships will start changing, your interaction will people, with people will start changing, then you'll be able to go more into your heart and relate with your heart versus relate with your anger and with your wounded ego and, and all the holes inside you that, that needs to be filled. Mm-hmm. So you need to actually own how you feel. Once you start owning how you feel and stop pointing the finger at the other, then you have an opportunity to actually have a loving relationship. You have an opportunity to share with someone that you you both vibrate on that same understanding that, okay, we're here to help each other, assist each other in a way that we understand each one of us are here on a journey to become conscious. So, and the journey will become so much more easier and more pleasant if we both support each other in that self-discovery. Instead of trying to take from the other to fulfill what's missing in you, you need to look at how can we support each other on this journey. That would be a more loving and caring type of relationship. And this is what I would call a soulmate relationship. It's, it's a relationship of two people that are walking on parallel lines with awareness that ultimately they're each are alone. So when you bring your alonenesses together, when you're full within yourself and you don't need anything from the other, then you can really share. Otherwise, whatever you're going to share is going to be your need. And therefore, you're going to start manipulating to get your needs met. You're going to start throwing your anger. Uh, You're going to start blaming. And basically, this is how we contaminate our environment. We contaminate our environment through our negative emotions, simply because we don't understand that we need to take back and we need to start owning everything that happens within ourselves. This is the love of the roses. I have a, a question and uh, a question here from, actually the, the, the name is anonymous as is uh, the uh, location, but this person asks, how do you know when to stay in a relationship and when it's time to move on? When a relationship is supporting your growth, then definitely it's, it's a good relationship to stay in. When the relationship is not supporting your growth, in other words, when what, what you are trying to learn through a relationship is not being supported, in other words, your partner is not actually doing their inner work, then it's time to let it go. Ultimately, each person, like I said, needs to do their own inner work. And when one person does it and the other one doesn't, then obviously the balance gets completely distorted and this is the time where you would need to say, time's up, 
So that Hasta la vista, can, baby. <laughs> so you can move on. Well, the most important thing is to understand that when you're leaving a relationship, not to leave it with a grudge or a blame or, you know, hard feelings. It's really important to understand that you're still open to stay friends, but with the understanding that, well, I am wanting to continue my inner search. And if you are not willing to do your work, then obviously we cannot communicate. There's no common ground. Like when you say growth, some people would say, yeah, like financial growth, baby. That's what I'm talking about. And you're not putting up, so I'm leaving. But you're not as crass as that. You're, you're talking about some inner growth. And what I'm hearing you say, Mata, is that it's, it's also very hard and difficult for somebody who is doing this kind of work, this healing into consciousness, this going inside, if the other partner in the relationship is not doing their work, it's it's very hard to be together. Is that correct? Well, that's obvious. And that's yeah. why most relationships break break down on, on that particular ground. Uh, when when you expect someone to fulfill your needs and, and that someone has their own needs, obviously, then it becomes a codependent relationship and those relationships very rarely last. I like what you said uh, in terms of two people that are okay in their aloneness and then they come together. And most that's a very difficult thing to find because most people don't understand that they need to do their inner work. Well, I'm getting the sense, a strong sense, that most relationships are very codependent. That's right. And yeah. that's the saddest part because you see people married for 20, 25 years and they're so, they live together, but they're so apart. There, mm. There's nothing, they don't even know how to communicate together. And that's very, very sad. It would have been so much better if, if people who, it's like, um, I believe you had also another question that you had emailed me earlier about marriage and what, what I thought about marriage. Can you hang on to that, Mata? Because I think we got, we got a break coming up. So when we come back, you will answer this little uh, tidbit on marriage, right? Absolutely. Okay, Healing Into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. We'll be right back after this. If you've tried many different wellness methods and still feel stuck, the Lightspeed Dalian Method for Health and Consciousness is your answer. This bullseye technique is a revolutionary new model for healing and awakening. The Dalian Method can help you heal your fear, pain, and ailments within minutes. It's ideal for people who are ready to transform their unconscious and live joyously in the present. To book your private session with Mata, the founder of this method, visit DalianMethod.com. Albert, in conversation here with a modern-day mystic, Eliza Mata-Dalian. A couple of questions for you, Mata. What do you think about karmic relationships and about marriage itself, the institution of marriage? Karmic relationships, yes. Well, um, I would say that probably most relationships are karmic relationships. And what what is karma is basically things that we live but have not had an opportunity to resolve so if you 
parted with someone in anger and another life and you didn't really complete your it didn't come to that place of love what that dissolves all the differences and that place of understanding and wellness then you're going to come back to continue on where you have left off so that would be the karma which is the action reaction uh, when you act in a certain unconscious way then you have an opportunity to come back again and um, you fall into the same sort of uh, stream of circumstances similar to what you could not work through uh, your previous lifetime so that you can work through that and through consciousness and through love and compassion can transcend that and can let that go. Ultimately, it is coming back again to yourself so you can let the other go in gratitude. And this is where karmic relationships get dissolved once you come into a place of forgiveness of yourself and others and a place of compassion and love and a place of let go. So this is basically our journey. The journey is to learn all those things. Once you start learning these things, then you come more from a place of strength versus a place of need and manipulation. Maybe That's when the, sort of in a nutshell. Yeah, I was thinking maybe when people are about to embark on this thing called relationship or decide to get into one, they come with this slip of paper that says, okay, we're going to do this for each other. This is what it's all about. Sign here. <laughs> that probably might not be a, a bad idea. And that would be probably a better vow to me. And probably many t people have already um, are choosing. I know some people are choosing those kind of vows now uh, versus till death do us part because uh, um, obviously death will part us from our loved ones and um, our friends. It's inevitable. So we don't need to make a vow about that. It's, it's already a given. What, what we about can't this? make a vow is about what we can learn while we're here and make a vow about not judging, blaming, criticizing, but taking responsibility for how, how we feel. Right. Speaking of vows, you were going to say something about marriage. Well, that's uh, sort of uh, exactly what, what I wanted to imply here is that marriage is like um, the whole institution of marriage is, is almost uh, gets people stuck. It's like a little trap that keeps you thinking that now I'm safe, now, now I'm secure because uh, I'm married. But it's only an illusion because there is no security really in life. Death is inevitable for everyone. And sooner or later, your, your wife or your husband is going to die and you're still going to be left back alone with yourself. Mm. So with, with this uh, understanding, then don't look at marriage as, okay, well, if I get married, I'm secure. Look at marriage more like, okay, do I want to really make a commitment to this person? And is, does this person want to make a commitment to me that we're both commit to grow together and learn from each other and own whatever we feel without projecting our desires and our expectations on the other person? How can we really make a commitment to allow the other person to live in their freedom and find their truth and follow what they need to do in life? 
So this is a very complex subject and I think very important that people have an understanding that the more freedom you give to the other, the more freedom you would feel within yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm really resonating uh, with what you're saying. I remember we did a a show on conscious parenting and uh, I'm hearing you say some very cool things about conscious uh, relationships or relationship uh, consciousness. That's, uh, you could say it that way, yeah, conscious relationships. I think that's, uh, that should be the new buzzword. If it's already not, I think it is. So conscious relationships, that's what uh, should replace the institution of marriage. Well, you know, what just came to mind was, uh, we only got a few minutes left, but uh, maybe it's, it seems certainly kind of topical where another U.S. politician, uh, this one, a member of Congress, uh, got into, uh, literally, with his pants down. Uh, he had this, allegedly, another life. So he had this sanctimonious kind of, on the surface, together marriage. But here he is uh, doing some other stuff with, with Twitter numbers and... and uh, it's, well, it's obviously, kind of like whatever, a, a whatever, whatever people are not receiving in their relationship because there's no openness and honesty they look to try and get elsewhere and still it is still about how to fulfill to fulfill your desires how to fulfill what you need for yourself versus looking at what are my desires and let me understand myself and this is where a lot of dishonesty happens in relationships as well so, um, and which also generates a lot of pain, obviously. Well, marriage is supposed to be a coming together where there is, by definition, some kind of sacrifice. But I think the, the waters get really muddy um, and the boundaries get really confused <laughs> in terms of setting up these boundaries or what the sacrifices are to be. Uh, but I would agree that honesty is is a good foundation for anything least of all relationships that's right and also the focus of a relationship should be how to be friends and instead of looking at someone as um, a means to the end looking at someone as how this friend can help me Mm -hmm. um, to to find myself how this friend can help me to be free okay so in a nutshell what is something a listener can take away from today's episode on, on a mystic's point of view uh, in regards to relationships? Well, one thing I would say is try to rely, rely on yourself. Try to find what the holes are within yourself and try to fill those holes with yourself. You, you, you yourself fill the holes. Don't look at the other person as... Uh, someone who is going to fulfill your needs. If you can start making friends with yourself, then you'll have something that you could share with others. Then you can have something that you can bring to the world. You, you can become a blessing only when you become a blessing to yourself. Right. And can I recommend a, a great active meditation? I know that's going to be the subject matter of next week's show, but a great active meditation in, in terms of working all this stuff out is uh, your yes-no meditation, Mata, which is available uh, at your website, matadalian.com, and also uh, on Amazon. It's uh, really 
something else. Your your method is transformation through expression, and uh, this is one of the best out there. And we'll talk about uh, passive, the difference between passive and active meditations next week, so that there's more clarity and understanding about the purpose of meditation as well. Very good. I think that's about it. Um, another wonderful show, Mata. Thank you so much. I, I want to say that uh, on behalf of the listeners uh, and, and you, the audience, you've created a, a little Buddha field here uh, with with Mata's presence. And uh, I think the best that I can do is, is bring my honesty and my sincerity and uh, my absolute humility in, in this project. And uh, Mata, I, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for, for being a part of this. It's my pleasure. All right. We'll do it all again next week. Have a wonderful week. Yeah, you too. Healing into Consciousness Radio. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to Healing into Consciousness Radio with Albert and Mata. Tune in each Monday at noon Pacific time to continue to explore both the dark and light sides of our human nature. For more information about the Dalian Method or to get your copy of Mata's award-winning book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, or the No Yes Active Meditation CD, visit www.dalianmethod.com. That's www.dalianmethod.com.